0: Welcome back. We are in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 12. Let's go. Hebrews chapter two, let, chapter, chapter 2, verse 12. We're going to start reading with 11 because that's actually the beginning of the sentence. It says, For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all one, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly I will sing praise to you. This is Jesus speaking. So when it says, I will declare, this is Jesus saying, I. And he's saying that I will declare your name. Who, whose name is he declaring? That's God the Father, right? You're going to see the Y is capitalized there. And so this is Jesus saying, I will declare God the Father's name to my brethren. Who are his brethren? This is These are the brothers and sisters of Christ. These are those who, those who accepted Jesus as their Lord and savior this is what we would refer to as the church now in the present age and then also the believers before jesus right because people before jesus got to heaven the same exact way as we do today which is believing in jesus well jesus wasn't born yet how do you know that well if you look back through the bible you start at genesis you're going to start seeing that there is a trinity right there's god the father god the son god the holy spirit Right, we made he made a, a man, and, and and if you look at all of the everything, you are going to see that it wasn't just one person in the Godhead; it was three. And every chapter of the book, including the Old Testament, and remember, the Old Testament is basically the the Torah for uh, Judaism, and uh, basically the uh, very similar to um, the Quran as well. Because they start with that, and then the Quran adds a bunch of stuff and changes a bunch of stuff. And God tells us in Revelation, you can't take away, you can't add to. But if you look back, every chapter of the Bible points to Jesus, and that is awesome. And you look at Isaiah 53 and things like that, and you're just like, wow, that's him. right? And we know that Abraham wasn't saved because of his deeds or because... He followed the law perfectly. We know that he didn't, right? We're told in the Bible that Abraham was saved by, was cre- uh, credited with righteousness, by faith. He was credited with righteousness, right? By faith, not by deeds, not by obeying the law, not by being perfect, but by faith. Faith in what? Faith in who? Faith in Jesus. Faith that the Messiah was going to come, because he hadn't come at that point. Faith that the Messiah was going to come and take away the sins of the world that no one could do enough deeds and weigh it on these scales i was talking to a muslim and having a great conversation with the muslim in my driveway yesterday and i was asking her i was like how do you think you get to heaven and she's like well you know hopefully our our good deeds outweigh our bad deeds i said but i thought a minute ago you said that you have no assurance that you'll get to uh, uh, you said you have assurance that you'll get to heaven even absent a jihad and now you're telling me that you have to weigh your deeds on a scale to make sure that the good outweighs the bad I'm, i was you know politely saying that's not consistent um so you know it, what we believe what we know to be true because of the bible is that we aren't weighed on this scale of our good deeds versus our bad deeds because your good deeds can never outweigh your bad deeds And your sacrifice, your blood, is not sufficient to atone for the sin, right? Only God could do that in his perfection and his sinlessness because he was God the creator could come down and be killed by his own creation that that humility, that sacrifice would be enough to atone for the sins of all mankind, past, present, and future. And all you have to do is accept that with faith declare that jesus is the lord your your lord and savior ask forgiveness repent of those sins and you will be saved if you confess with your mouth that jesus is the lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved most assuredly jesus said if one is not born again he cannot see the kingdom of heaven right it is all based on this faith not deeds there's no scale uh, of of all this and he calls you his brethren if you have accepted him as your lord and savior he wants to be family with you and a lot of people say well everybody is a child of god no that is actually not true god loves everybody that is a fact a second fact is that everybody has the opportunity to go to heaven right that is called universal uh, you know uh, salvation is offered offered not guaranteed offered universally that means anybody who wants to go to heaven can go to heaven while they're alive during this special life that they live for some it's 100 and something years some it's 80 something years for some it's 20 years for some it's less than that if they accept jesus as a lord and savior then they get into heaven but it must be accepted on an individual basis once you accept that you accept jesus as the lord and savior you are part of that family you are adopted into his family you are co-heirs with christ you are brothers and sisters in christ you today in this age we're called part of the church, and we're the body. Jesus is the head, we are the body. He is the groom, we are the bride. We will actually get married in heaven, the church collectively being representative of the bride, and Jesus in heaven being the groom. So I hope you you see that God loves you. He wants to adopt you as a child, but he's waiting for you to accept that if you haven't already. And then he says, in the midst of the assembly, I will sing praise to you. So in the middle of heaven, Jesus is going to praise God the Father. We all will. We're going to spend eternity praising him. And some of you are like, oh, I don't like to sing. I don't know. I think that would get boring. Well, you have an infinite, I'm sorry, a finite mind just like me, and we can't wrap our hands around this, right? Think of the most, you know, some of the most beautiful things in your, that you've experienced in your life and someone having to describe that to you, trying to describe that to you before, you might get a glimpse of it, but you're not going to be able to fully embrace it, right? Someone's like, hey, there's this thing called ice cream, and it's cold, it's delicious, and it's sweet, and it makes you happy, and you're going to want to eat it for every meal. And you're like, that sounds great, but I still have no idea what it the texture is going to feel like what the sensation is going to feel like what's going to feel like to my stomach to my head etc and then you have it and you're like oh I could eat this at every meal right something like that or someone's trying to describe Hawaii I've never been to Hawaii I've seen pictures people described it but when you actually get there everybody's like this place is just amazing right heaven is going to be so much more than you could possibly think no sin no stress no anxiety no looking back in the past and with fear or with regret or guilt or remorse. No looking into the future with the anxiety and the fear that come with living in the future. Just in the present. There's no more tears. None of that. It's just going to be amazing. Verse 13, he says, And again, I will put my trust in him. This is Jesus saying, I will put my own trust in him. And he's revealing, by saying this, he's revealing his humanity in this moment by placing his trust in God the Father, right? One of the things that Jesus is trying to drive home right here, or the the writer, God through this writer, um, the person who penned this this book, what he's getting him to say, to, to demonstrate and to show us right now, is that he is human at this moment, right? Jesus took on this flesh and blood for these this thirty three years. And then it says, and again, here I am no, here am I, and the children whom God has given me. So he's saying here, I'm right amongst you, right? I'm not up there in the clouds. I'm not some spirit being that you can't see at the moment right now. I am right here with you, along with the children whom God has given me, right? The children of believers, believers in Jesus, and He wants that family to grow. We want our faith family to grow so huge. Sometimes we look at someone, and we're like, I don't want that person to be on our team, right? Look at their political views. Look, that, you know, they're they're doing abortion, they're doing this, blah 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 blah. And you're and you may point the finger and be like, I don't want them. That's a drug addict. That's an alcoholic. That's a rapist. That's a murderer. God's saying, you know, you see that person? Why are you surprised? when someone who doesn't know Jesus acts like they don't know Jesus, right? Why would they care about murder or rape or stealing or any of this stuff or being mean? If they don't have Jesus, if they don't have the Bible and that prayer with God to, to teach them things, why are we surprised when they do things that totally are against the Bible, right? Love on that person. doesn't mean you accept the sin. It means you love on the person enough to help them Come to Christ so that he can work in them and through them and change their hearts and make them a productive member of society, right? That's not the goal is to be a productive member of society. I just bring that out to show the transformation because we want to be um, loving and we want to help people. And tomorrow we will pick up in verse 14. Remember that God came to earth, he created us, and yet he chose to dwell with us, and forever he wants us to be with him. He he didn't make us lowly. Right? You'll see some other religions that will say that God made people lowly and lower than himself and, and he doesn't have a personal relationship with them. God wants a direct relationship with us. That's why the veil was torn on the cross. It was saying, You now have direct access to God the Father. Direct access. You don't have to go through a high priest. Right? You don't have to go through a priest of a uh, Catholic church. You don't have to go through anyone. You have direct access to God the Father. So talk to him. Talk to him every day. He wants to hear from you. He wants a personal relationship with you. Lord, thank you so much for loving us, for creating us, for caring enough to come and die for us, to be, for that humiliation that you, you suffered. And still people deny you and reject you, the majority of the world. And we don't want to point fingers at anyone, Lord. We want to go out boldly while we have time on this earth, and we want to go out lovingly, to lovingly help people understand sin and salvation because we want to spend eternity with you but also with as many people that we can help point to you just like people pointed us to you, Lord. Help us to do a wonderful job, and we need power and strength and um, perseverance to do that, Lord, because we fail on our own so often. So help us, Lord, please. Amen.